Hey guys, Taylor here. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have the time, please like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, and iTunes at Dr. Script. If you want to follow us on Twitter, that would be at Dr. Script Podcast, just Dr. Script Podcast. Every little thing for us goes a long way, so we really do appreciate those likes and follows. It really helps us grow and get bigger and bigger. Anyways, I won't bother you guys anymore. Enjoy today's episode, and thanks again for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Dr. Script Show, where we talk about your favorite movies, the good and the bad, and how to fix the bad. Today, I am joined by the lovely co-host, Dr. Sam. Wow, thanks for that. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've been many things in this doctor world, a dentist, I've been a uh, pediatrics, you know, a psychology, but I'm, I'm happy today to be a doctor of alienology. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it yeah. It's hard to hunt you down, but we got you. Listen, I did a really good job of uh, dude having a great intro that's <laughs> that works into what we're working with today. This is true. Uh, Sam, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about the crossover to end all crossovers, and no, it's not our Dr. Seuss Ultimate Universe, which <laughs> someday will happen, but it's the crossover of Alien versus Predator. Yes, and Sam, do you want to give a quick little summary of what we watched? <laughs> oh, I'll try my best. So, an expedition of archaeologists on Earth discovered an Aztec temple hidden under the Antarctic Circle, which houses a bunch of alien creatures. Then, the predators have come to the temple as it's been a training ground for their race. From there on, it's alien versus predators with the humans caught in the middle. And the tagline is, whoever wins, we lose! Which is not correct. Yeah. The tagline <laughs> is a lie. Uh, it's it's uh, also the fact that they put such an emphasis on the aliens and the predators they don't get that much screen time relative to the humans. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. That I get what they were going for, but there are only just like a handful of scenes that actually have both of them, all of them together. Well, it takes like, you get like a little flashes of the Predator throughout the beginning, but then the aliens and the Predators don't actually meet until way over halfway through. It's, way over halfway through. And there's no, there's like, and they first meet up and they start fighting, which is cool. They're like about halfway through. And then the second half is mostly about the alien versus predator match. But there's like so much buildup and so much everything else that leads to it that doesn't pay off. It's just, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. But what did you think overall? Like, did you like it? Did you? Overall? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's not good. The things that I liked were the alien and predator battles, and those happened so infrequently and were shot so poorly yep. that, like, I didn't really care about the battles until, like, a lot later on in the at the end. I, I like this movie, but I think I'm, like, a little biased because I was, back when I was a little kid, you know, <laughs> uh, my uncle got me really into the alien and predator stuff, and right when he got me into it, this movie was announced, and so, like, we had a ton of hype into it, mm -hmm. and we didn't see it at the theaters or anything, but, like, it was, like, one of those times I stayed at my uncle's place and we watched it, and he would, like, cut through the gory stuff, but, like, there's honestly not that much of gory, it's just, like green blood going everywhere. I mean, it's the first PG-13 movie in both of these franchises. Yeah. So they definitely uh, skimped out on what people would probably want in an Alien and Predator movie. Yeah. But I still... Uh, I was very pleased as a little kid because it was like... I remember it was like me, my brothers, my uncle... And he was making us bagel bites, and we were watching this movie, and he, I was just like, I literally said, I was like, man, does life get any better? Like, <laughs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> this is the height of luxury. It's just like, man, you know, swishing well, around my root beer. <laughs> the thing that I just think is interesting is that, based on, like, movie franchises, like, Alien is clearly the better movie franchise. Like, mm -hmm. Predator is, is fun and entertaining and, like, action-y. But for good for good filmmaking, like it's Alien and Aliens, and then you can forget about the other two. But I don't think you could say there's like been a, a, a high quality Predator movie, and then suddenly these two come together. Well, which there, yeah. there was like a comic book like a crossover event of the Alien and the Predator like in the eighties and stuff. Well, in the second Predator, uh, at the end, Danny Glover is walking around the Predator ship, and in the background you see uh, a Xenomorph's head in mm -hmm. the back. And that's, like, what sparked everything. Like, uh, oh, it's crossover, blah, blah, blah. I definitely, Alien is the better series. Because, like, Predator, that is fucking awesome. <laughs> Second one's, like, you know, they did what they... They did a smart idea, I feel like, changing the scenery, but it just didn't work. What do you, Did you ever see Predators? Like the one with uh, Adrian Brody? Yeah. No. 
Uh, I liked that. It's sort of forgettable. I don't remember a lot that happens in it. Well, that's what I heard. I remember that movie came out in like 2010 or 11 and it just kind of came and went and like no one really talked about it even though it was part of this larger franchise that people really like. Yeah. Huh. I am interested to see where the Shane Black new Predator comes out. It comes out in a month or so. Mm-hmm. I haven't been super impressed with everything released, but Shane Black... I trust that guy. Yeah, well, I mean, the the stuff that came out of Comic-Con, people are not exactly 100% thrilled with it. Mm. Oh. Uh, all right, well, should we just dive into the summary of this bad boy? Yeah, let's try and uh, get through the story. Okay, so we open with uh, this, like, really weird scene of just, like, these scientists figuring out that there's a temple underneath ice. And it's just like, whoa, this is happening. And then I'm like, cool. And then we cut to uh, a similar to another movie we recently watched, a Mission Impossible 2 opening with the girl going up. The, instead of it's, like a mountain, it's an ice mountain. It's it's funny because when we watch these movies, we watch them in different orders than these episodes air. And this came, we watched this movie right after <laughs> Mission Impossible 2. So the opening scene of Mission Impossible 2 is climbing this desert mountain. The opening of Alien vs. Predator, this girl is climbing this ice mountain. And it's very exact same thing. She gets a call from her organization, and it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. And it's like, you're gonna do this. And then it's the people <laughs> that are calling her are waiting for her on top, which like, cool, like, oh, they're talking, oh, he's right there. But that girl definitely saw a helicopter like land. Yeah. Or this guy landed the helicopter for like two to three hours and waited for her to climb up this mountain. Like he knew exactly which mountain she was gonna climb up and had to get there early. Or she just was so in the zone she did not notice a helicopter fly <laughs> overhead. It's like something I like to call coolly stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know when in CSI Miami, like, the guy is always taking off his glasses saying something dramatic? Like, that's cool, but man, it's so stupid. stupid. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, also, every time there's a scene where it doesn't matter is not needed, I'm just going to say don't need it. So that first scene with the scientists in the base, don't need it. Yeah. Everything gets explained the exact same stuff later. I'm going to come back to that later because okay. I, uh, there's some things I would want to change about that. But then after the uh, the mountain climbing, we go to, uh, I think it's uh, some desert in either the Middle East or in Egypt where this other character is is an archaeologist and he's trying to excavate and all these people have gathered together because they've heard that there's this big discovery about to happen and they dig and he pulls out this brick and he reaches in and he grabs something and he's like, I've got it! And he pulls it out and it's just a Pepsi bottle cap. <laughs> it's psych! Uh-huh, get it? Because everyone was excited but now we get to see what his job is. He's an archaeologist and then he also gets a call from the same person who's like, I don't want to do this. Then he walks into his tent, and they just did the same thing where the guy's on the phone in the tent with him. He's like, you're going to do this. And it's like, you son of a bitch. Because right, right before he goes into the tent, too, his other guy that's with him, he's like, we need more funding. He's like, we'll find more funding. And then the guy's like, I'll have your funding. And it's like, okay. Just, he pulled the same move twice. I, I imagine because there's more people on the crew, but we don't we see their introductions later on. Yeah. I imagine they shot every single scene where they're recruiting somebody, and he does the same thing in every single scene. Yeah. Where it's just like, <laughs> this guy is, has his two kids. He's just playing with them. Then he gets a phone call. He's like, we need your skills. He's like, you don't have my skills. And he's just sitting at the dinner table, sipping some orange juice, like, you're going to do it. <laughs> Actually, so then we go cut to... The other, the main woman who uh, is named Lex, she's talking to, she's in a helicopter, like looking around, and this other guy, I believe his name's Miller, is sitting next to her, and he's like taking pictures of everything. And she's like, oh, why are you taking so many pictures? And he's like, oh, I have a family. I have a family. Do you want to see pictures of my family? I have a family. You really want to know that he has a family. I really hope he gets to go back to his family someday. Me too, man. He really needs to show off those pictures. Yeah. And so, like, they have a little thing where she's like, oh, you know, the helicopter goes by, they land in this uh, ship area, and all the crews together, like, watching a slideshow, and then we have, they're like, why are we here? And then the big corporation CEO guy, Waylon, who's, like, been a huge part of the Alien franchise, comes in and is like, oh, this is what we're here. We found these readings of a temple over here like with the heat waves and everything and where was it? antarctica yeah it was in antarctica and it's like has the combination of like like an incan temple an aztec temple a uh, 
Cambodian like Cambodian temple. And like the guy who had the archaeology stuff and found the Pepsi bottle is named Sebastian. And he's like, uh, it has all these like the Antarctic or shit, the uh, Aztec Cambodia stuff. And then Waylon's like, which one do you think it is? And he's like, all of them. Which is supposed to be like kind of a cool thing, but it, okay. Yeah, I it was, get it. Like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so Lex is like telling people, like, oh, wow, this is going to be like a dangerous mission. Like, how much time do we have to train? And Waylon's like, we leave tomorrow. And Lex is like, uh, no, we can't. No one's ready for this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we're doing it with or without you. And then she's like, well, then you're doing it without me. And then she leaves. Then Miller and Sebastian talk to her individually being like, hey, like, do you think we have more of a chance of surviving with or without you? And then she's like, oh, you're right. So she decides to come. Well, there's another scene where she like for five minutes, she goes in and talks to the guy who met with her on the phone and Waylon and saying, you can't do this mission without proper training. Then they're like, we'll get somebody else to, to do your role because she's supposed to help them get uh, traverse the ice mm-hmm. that they're going to go through. And she's like, you can't do the mission without me. Don't need that scene. Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we skipped over it, but I wanted to mention it because there's a lot of that uh, don't need it. I think that will come back overall on mm-hmm. what we'll talk about. So these scenes will matter in the long term. Mm-hmm. So then they all are sort of like on the ice going to this one destination, and we have this little quick moment of Sebastian and Lex talking to each other, being like, oh, like Sebastian sees the moon, he's like, do you know what that is? And Lex is like, no. And he's like, it's uh, what we call in my place the hunter's moon. Cool. Cool. And then we move on. <laughs> Nothing prompted him to say that. He just sees the moon, says that. And it's almost like that's thematically correct to the people you're about to be introduced to. Yes, it's uh, underwhelming and stupid. Yes. Not cool stupid, just stupid. Just stupid. Uh, so then like, we go back to this one area of where the temple is under, and it's like an abandoned... It's like a, it's like a Wayland like, factory or like a, a power plant or something. Yes. It's basically, one of, his, one of his locations just happens to be situated over the temple. Yeah, and it's now they notice that some carving had gone, or like there's been this huge drill into the top of the place to where the temple is, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, that's a little suspicious, but okay. Uh, Then they wander around, and Miller goes around and is like taking pictures of everything. And here's like scuttling around, and he's like, what is that? Hello? And then he turns, and Lex is right in his face, and she's like, Miller, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. And then they hear them more scuttling. And they're like, oh my god, what is it? And it's just a little penguin walking around. It's no other penguins. Penguins are not solitary creatures. No. Like, that was dumb. <laughs> well, and then in that scene, it's like two minutes long, and there's like three jump scares, and nothing happens. Yeah. And it doesn't add atmosphere. It doesn't add character. It does nothing. It's we, dumb. We wasted precious alien versus predator time on that. Yes, and so I believe now we see the Predators are, like, overlooking Earth, yeah. and then they shoot over. Well, because at this point, there have been, like, a couple quick glimpses of, like, the Predators in space, like, on their way to Earth, but we haven't been able to see them in full, and this is, like, the first time we see them on the ship, like, heading towards the Antarctic destination. Yeah, and it's like, all right, how, how are we going to do this? Um the humans running around and they're about to make their first like entry into the tunnel and Lex goes and talks to Waylon being like hey like basically like you know everyone's like not ready for this right and Waylon's like you know he's like coughing and he's like inhaling a certain thing and Lex realizes it's like to help him breathe and he's Waylon's like you know at my age uh you would really start thinking about your legacy and do you know what's gonna happen when I die the stock will go down 10, maybe 12 points. I'm just worried about my legacy. And then Lex talks about how her dad and her were going up like a certain mountain. Uh, it was Mount Everest. Mount Everest. Yeah. And he, they climb it, they have champagne together, and it's the first time she ever drank. And as they're going back down, the father has like a blood clot that explodes mm-hmm. or something like that. And he dies like 100 yards away from the base camp. And it's like, you know, his legacy, I don't remember, what was the thing with the dad and legacy? Uh, it, it, was the, it was the fact that he had died so close to, uh, so close to, like, showing people that he had succeeded in his adventure, and then she says that his last moment was uh, suffering before, before achieving his goal, 
And then Wayland responds with, well, do you think his last memory was him uh, dying of a blood clot? Or do you think his last memory was him drinking champagne with his daughter at the top of Mount Everest? Yeah. Which is a, a pretty good story, honestly. Yeah, I really liked that. I was <laughs> like, whoa, uh, that was a very good character development for both sides of Wayland and Lex. They were <sighs> smart, different, and still connected with ice, you know? Now, may I say my catchphrase of the day? This was not necessary. <laughs> I, I'll disagree on this. I, I think that was important to develop Lex a bit because now we at least like have something to sympathize with her and understand why she's always so cautious about these things and like we need to follow protocol and blah, blah, blah. A little bit, but her story never goes into like what she wants to develop as her legacy and her father never actually comes back as a character. We just know that she is an adventurer because of, because of like her time with him. And that's kind of cool, but like it, it doesn't really add anything later on. It, it adds context to what happened the 30 minutes prior, but not much to the hour that happens later. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But I, I think it's very important for Lex. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, they go down this tunnel into the mount, into the temple, and they like are looking around, and they're like, whoa, this was Aztec, Cambodian, blah, blah, blah. And they go into the temple, search around, and they're like, whoa, like, what do these hieroglyphs mean, blah, blah, blah. And they end up finding these, like, guns. Yeah, they're basically at, like, the the main altar of this temple. And they, like, step on something, and it, like, activates this, like, put, like, lever that prompts these three guns to rise to to the top of the altar. And then I believe as they take the guns up, like, they make a decision, like, we're going to keep these guns. This is such a big fine yeah. for our... Well, Lex doesn't want to. Lex doesn't want to because she's, like, a little sus about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And as they take up the guns, is this when... The- I think it, as they pick up the guns, like, a security system in the temple goes off. And we see that there's this giant alien, like, a giant xenomorph mm-hmm. that's been hiding underneath the temple, like, rises up. And starts laying a bunch of eggs yes. as like the face huggers and the the xenomorphs that are just waiting to be uh, waiting to be born. And as they pick them up, the temple starts shifting, and they realize that every ten minutes the temple uh, adjusts itself so that there's a new path, and so it's a labyrinth, and there's almost no way to get out. Yeah, I, one could say they have just alienated themselves. Well, anyways, we return to the surface for a moment as the Predators arrive on Earth and they start taking out the entire uh, base camp that's been set up above ground. So they're just laying into all these just innocent mechanics and, like, innocent uh, regular workers. Heavily armed regular workers. Yes, they are heavily armed. They are, like, up the wazoo with everything. And the weird thing about the scene is that we, like, come into it mid-scene. Like, Mm -hmm. one guy's like, Charlie, where are you, Charlie? And then he gets attacked, and this other guy that we've seen is, like, running away and finally gets attacked, and he's just like... This is a com. If you were doing a drinking game to this, I feel like one of the biggest drinks would be like you see one character, uh, he's like, uh oh, and then cut to like an ex- like outside and him screaming, you know? Yes. Well, also if you you could drink every time you cut to like the middle of a scene, where it's like they they clearly had a longer thing planned out and they just moved into the middle of it because the guy when they cut to the middle of the scene where he's just, like shooting at them. There, it, it doesn't like flow very well. They, they were probably just like, we need to cut this down on time or whatever. And so, uh, yeah, and so the Predators take out the entire base camp, and then they hop down the tube, and they're on their way down to the temple. But that's when they real, that's when they get like some kind of security alert that the guns that the guns have been taken, or that there are people inside. I don't remember which, but basically they know that they need to hurry in there and track down these people and track down these guns. Uh, and so the, the humans inside the temple start walking away. They're trying to figure out their way out. And then they realize that or one of their own gets like taken by an invisible force. Well, don't, some of them go into the uh, sacrificing room first, right? Oh, yeah, because that's where uh, they leave the guy who has kids <laughs> and this one uh, woman who like brought a gun with her because that that's her only character trait is that she has short hair and she brought a gun. Yes. And the two of them uh, are, are in the sacrifice room. And so the facehuggers attack a handful of them and they're like, oh, no, ah! And then that's when everyone else gets uh, alienated from each other. 
And so, yeah, the group is together, and they're, like, walking around with different guns and everything. And they start getting attacked by an invisible force. And it turns out it's a predator. predator. Ah! Yes. So as they're attacking, the temple starts to shift again, and they all get separated. Like, it's Waylon, Sebastian, Lex with Miller, this one other guy, and this random soldier number two. Soldier number two gets killed, like, immediately after. And Miller and the other guys are, like, they're trapped together. And they're, like, oh, the guys, Miller's, like, hey, do you have a family? Because I have a family. <laughs> do you, did you know I have a family? Do you have a family? He's, like, no, I don't have a family. He's, like, well, I have a family. Well, that guy actually says he has a kid. So he's, like, oh, so there's, uh, failure's not an option for us. Uh, spoiler alert, they both fail. They both fail. Uh, it, pretty much immediately after that, the guy, uh, falls down, like, a hole or, like, he's... Take like the temple moves and it puts him down there, and then he gets separated from Miller. And, and then Miller follows after and gets attacked by a xenomorph. I like how they use practical effects, at least. Like, you can definitely see that they are there, mm-hmm. but like, they don't really like ever let you see everything at once until no. we get to this one scene where it's Waylon, Lex, uh, Sebastian, and the guy that recruited them all mm-hmm. with like, you know, disposable. Troop number three, four, and five. Predator attacks them. He's just trying to get the guns back from the guy that recruited all of them. He kills that guy, gets the gun, and he's about to attack someone else, and then an alien attacks. Yeah. And this is where we have the first alien and predator fight. And it was cool. Ish. I liked it. It I agree. They could have shot it in a better way, but, like, just seeing, like, the predator swinging the alien around on his tail and smashing him through the like temples. Like, yeah, I liked that. I, it's no problem with the writing because they had a, it was a great fight scene. Yeah, but they just shot it so poorly, but mostly for the PG thirteen reasons. Yeah, and because it's two like giant monsters fighting, and I don't think they knew when to use CGI and when to use the uh, practical effect or like the person in a costume. It was just hard to see a lot of things because it's just a lot of predator arms and like alien bodies like moving in close up. Yes. You don't really get to see a lot of what's happening. But when you do see what's happening, it's really cool. Yeah. And so it ends with one of the predators fighting the xenomorph in like this room full of skeleton heads and everything they're fighting. And then eventually like the xenomorph gets the best of the predator and kills him. But now this one's got like a certain mark of shit on his head where like oh that's that one like he's he's got scars from it yeah he's it's he's cool. like it's like his his version of marking like that he has succeeded in killing one of the xenomorphs yeah uh no 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 oh no, no. is it the, the alien, oh, alien yeah because the, they're uh the uh the predators have like this net that like contracts on its prey so whenever it uh they like it just cl- closes in on them and uh, then the alien just has these markings and, like, all its acid blood is just dripping out, but it hasn't been completely crushed by the net. No. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So this fight ends with two predators dying, and so now we're only left with one. Yeah, they only sent three predators, which I'm sure it's a ritual thing, but they only sent three predators uh, to Earth. We, we can get into that. I don't know if it is that, because we'll, we'll, we'll come back to yeah. it. Uh, so, yes, so now it's Wayland. Lex and Sebastian running around together. Waylon's having, like, this asthma attack, and he's, like, still on that fucking... Inhaler. Inhaler. And it also looks like he's vaping, so every time he's doing it, I'm just waiting for him to, like, blow out smoke and shit. But as he's lying down, the last predator comes up and starts to attack, or, like, slowly walks to them, and Waylon's like, leave, leave, and the predator grabs Waylon. It's going to kill him, but then he realizes that he's, like, a wounded animal from his, like, you know, asthma and old age. So the predator's like, F you, and he walks away, and Waylon's like, no, you ain't, and he, like, gets a freaking lighter. Or not a lighter, like a... Um, he gets, like, a, flare. a tor- yeah, flare, a and, flare, and he uses know. his inhaler yeah. to, like, ignite the flames, and it, like, sets the predator on fire for a second. Yeah, it's just, like, his hot hair, and then the predator's like, the fuck you just do? And then he kills him. He kills him. It gives uh, Lex and Sebastian enough time to, to escape the room. And, yeah, is that where they figure out what's actually happening? I, th- I believe so. So then we get this backstory of the aliens 
or the predators hunting the aliens in this one world or in this one specific area because the aliens are such the best beasts to hunt because mm-hmm. they're like smart, intelligent. Like it's a real big pride for predators to kill them. Yeah, basically, yeah, predators basically just have this ritual where they come to Earth every hundred years, and in this temple they hunt the aliens. Uh, but they need human sacrifices to mm-hmm. have aliens, and that's why there's all these ritual rooms that you know kill humans and shit and then the sebastian and lex get attacked by the, a xenomorph or a, a predator i can't remember which one and they do they run away from it sebastian and lex jump from this huge area and sebastian makes it no problem lex is like oh i'm falling and stuff and so sebastian's trying to help her up and then the alien sort of does like a peekaboo, like he's like, Rah! and Sebastian's just, like, "Oh fuck!" And then it just drags him away, dead, nothing. But he leaves his bottle cap, I believe. Right? Yes, he leaves his bottle cap because that's his thing. And then she picks it up, and it's like, "I'll remember you." Yes, bottle sure. cap man. And so I believe this is where we, at some point in between, where you're talking here, Miller is seen again, and he's alive, and he's a. Uh, he hasn't had a face hugger attack him yet, but he's like stuck in this goop and he can't move away. And he notices that one of the eggs are opening for the face huggers to attack. And he like scoots over and grabs a gun from another guy and shoots the face hugger in the face midair. And he's like, hell yeah, woo, I'm gonna tell my family about that. And then he looks over the whole room and realizes that there's more eggs it's opening just with face so huggers. So many face huggers, and he's. Just shooting at him and... Take another drink, because we see the guy's face, and he's like, oh, shit. And then we pan out to, like, yep. another hallway, and he's just like... Ah, 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 and, uh... Yep. Cool. Cool. Sorry, Malik. Uh, Azure catchphrase of the day. Didn't need it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you just could have... You just could have killed him, and you didn't... I mean, it's a fun scene to be... To, it's, a, it's dark humor, where it's like, aha, shoot him, and then there's more, but you... Didn't need it. You just assumed Miller was dead already. You assumed that he had been hit by a face hugger. Yeah, like not not needed. So then we go back to Lex, and she's all by herself now. And does the predator attack her? Oh no! So the no, she she realizes that the guns are the things that they're after. Mm-hmm. So the predator shows up, and she decides that she's not going to fight him. She like drops her pack and like offers him the gun. When he takes the gun and like you know attaches it to himself, and he's all-powerful predator now and that's when the alien shows up i think yes and then she at least helps defend him from she, I th- she kills it with uh oh yeah yeah she stabs it somehow yeah she I en- think it's with the predator spear yeah she ends up killing the the alien itself and the predator's impressed with her because it was able to kill a uh kill a, a xenomorph it's, uh, itself her yes. herself so then she and the predator team up and they go to the room where Miller was getting attacked at, and we see Sebastian is still alive. It's the second or third time they pulled this trick in the movie where they <laughs> drag someone away and they're still alive. And, you know, not needed. Sebastian tells him, like, I've been impregnated by one, like, uh, kill me now. And, you know, Lex is like, I don't know if I can. And then she kills him. And, and oh, but then the, the xenomorph, like, the baby one pops out, like a chest burster pops out. And just grabbed by the predator, and it squirms, and he just, like, cracks it, which is pretty cool. It was stupidly badass. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then we see the other aliens that are running around get called by the mother, the queen mother, right? Is this at the point? Uh, yeah, I think so, because then the, yeah, the, the queen xenomorph, like, call, recalls all of them, and they make her bleed so that her acid will, like, uh, dissolve the chains that she's held up in. Yes. And then they all melt the chains and she's freed. And so she like is running around now. So now they're cut back to the room with all the eggs and stuff and the predator is using his like wrist device and he looks at Lex and it's just like he does this motion like he opens up his hand <laughs> to be like she, oh she's like that's a bomb right it's yeah, a bomb and I'm like wow Lex you would be great at trades <laughs> <laughs> like it's just this hand opening I would be like uh, uh, I don't even know if I was boom, like boom. This, what would you think I like, mean if we were in that, if we were in that context I probably think I would have picked bomb but like it's 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 a, it's still just a fun thing that she like that's how they communicate I feel, <laughs> I feel like I would be like five fingers yeah zero to five what what are we doing here. <laughs> Five words? Five words? But yeah, basically he's just set up this 
uh, bomb, and he throws it into the middle of the room with all the eggs. But that's just as Mama Xenomorph comes through and just starts barreling in. Yes, and so now the Predator is running with Lex, and they're trying to get to the tunnel. And they're trying to, like, figure out how to get the, like, tunnel sled to go back up. Mm Mm-hmm. And as they're doing that, you like the predator and Lex turn, and it's like three aliens shin, like "What's up? Like you're on our side of the town. What are you doing here?" Yeah. And so then the predator is like fighting off the uh, one with the green scars on it, the alien, and Lex just goes, "You're one ugly son of a," and then shoots it. And I'm like, "There's that PG-13 rating." There it is. And so as they get onto the tunnel and they shoot back up. Yeah, there's like a platform, and they just like shoot with like. Eight G's, yeah, forced like upwards, and the whole temple thing explodes, and Lex and Predator are like out together, and the Predator like marks her with uh, their s- symbols or whatever, and as they're doing, as he's finishing up, the Queen Alien comes up and is just like, Brah! and they have like a quick fight with it. The Predator gets impaled by the Queen's tail, and Lex ends up chaining it to a water tower and pushes it over, goes into the freezing waters of Antarctica and the alien's there, and she's like, ah, and then dies. And so Lex goes up to the predator's body and she's just like, oh man, I'm so sad. And then we see that there are a huge predator ships there and like the <laughs> king predator's there too or whatever. And I'm sure she's like, wow, we could have used your help a yep. while ago. But I'm sure that's, you know, tradition thing, like trying to see if these people, these predators are men or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the predator gives uh, Lex a spear and they are on their merry way. And, uh, and, and that's, that's it. We don't, well, and then we, uh, after that, Lex oh, just kind of walks somewhere. We don't see where she goes. Yeah. And then we cut to the predator ship where they have our predator friend's body just lying on the slab. It's just sitting there. It's like, okay. When's the xenomorph going to pop out of his chest? And they keep pushing in. It's like, when's the xenomorph going to pop out of his chest? It's like, keep pushing. You know what's going to happen. And guess what happens? A xenomorph pops out of his chest. (laughs) And that's where it ends. Yes. So now that we've gone over the whole movie, yeah, I think I actually like it a lot less than I I was thinking I did. Because we just were going over plot mostly. And when you really take it down to the plot... It's just so like so bad. There's nothing. There's nothing to get from it really. Uh-huh. And they pull the same tricks over and over again, where it's fake out scares, followed by character deaths that didn't mean anything, and then they show you that oh no, this character is not dead, only to kill them like sixty seconds later. Yeah, I mean, when we honestly, there are so many scenes here that we could have cut out and added so much more to it because. There is an extended director's cut of this or whatever, and that's 20 minutes. And honestly, it doesn't add anything that we want. It's just like, oh, like, the guy Miller gets a scene now where he's yeah. like, oh, hey, uh, here's my family. Did you know I have a family? <laughs> like, the, the character development isn't necessarily the problem. I mean, it's not good, but you're going into an Alien versus Predator movie, and you need to show more of that or at least define the Alien and Predator relationship better. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do these character things where they all have personalities... Maybe devote your time to just one or two of them. Yeah. Like, uh, because of the conversation between Wayland and Lex, like, where they talk about Lex's father, I wish it was just those two characters that got the most screen time. Yeah. Because that was that was interesting, hearing about how she felt about her father and, like, what kind of legacy he left and how she feels about adventure and, like, taking risks. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. And then Wayland being the opposite, where he wants to keep his legacy alive, even if it means risking his own life. And, you know, not playing things by the rules. Yep. No, I... There's... I think there's a good amount to talk about and fix this. Mm-hmm. Um, should we go into surgery? Yeah, I think we're just great, ready to go straight into surgery here. All right, let's, uh, let's dissect this xenomorph predator guy. All right. So, uh... What would you name this? Uh, what would you name that? A pralian? 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 Let's dissect oh, for this like, pralian. Uh, What's their celebrity name? Xenador? Xenadorf. Xenadorf. <laughs> Z no Zedor, yeah, Pre- whatever. <laughs> Predomorph. Predomorph. There we go. There we go. So Sam, what is there? What do you think? What, what should we change about oh, this? So many things. Uh, anything uh, you want to tackle right away? I mean, every scene that I said, don't eat it, cut it out, except for the scene with Lex and Wayland. We can figure out a way to make that work. Mm-hmm. I the way that I think it should honestly be is we shouldn't start off with thirty minutes of humans. I okay. think it should start with the predators 
and just very wordlessly for like, you know, the first 10 minutes or so, watch them preparing and they could watch like old videos of what the, the hunt used to look like or like recreations or see kind of like how they plan things. Okay. And they, I don't know if the predators have a language. I, we didn't ever hear them speak. Yeah. But if they did, we could still just hear that and just have subtitles for them to explain things if you really want to explain things. Mm-hmm. I just think that it should, in an Alien versus Predator movie, we shouldn't get these tiny glimpses of them until then. It should either be like we're like building up to this big Predator moment or uh, we just start with them and it's, the story is told from their perspective. That's kind of what I think would have would be best is if to start it with the predators and get there to figure out what's going on through their eyes, and then they see that there are these humans in Antarctica as their ship is landing, and then we can move on to the humans, and we only really have to focus on Lex and Wayland and like maybe give you know a couple other character stuff to stuff to have characters with. Yeah, I want the first thing I definitely want to tackle is that opening scene because it's the scientists is just like it's so pointless and uneventful mm-hmm. I would want to open with the whole history behind it sort of like because that the scene where we see the humans being sacrificed and the aliens fighting like that scene is badass yeah and I think you're right where we need to start with that yeah so it's definitely something I want to open with because it is such a like dull opening where it's mm-hmm. like oh okay well it's, right. it's these scientists and then we get the the typical you know gathering the troops together and you don't you, we know they're going to be together already yeah and i think like this because the first 10 minutes are just like gathering the crew you just spend that completely on lex lex is you know our uh ridley of this you know movie i think she's got some interesting things about her could have been more fleshed out a bit and we just slowly get introduced to all these people through, like, Lex's eye. Because, mm-hmm. like, who gives a shit about Sebastian? The only reason why I know his name is I had to Google it for this. Yeah, he's also not that much of a main character, but he gets his own focus at the start with being an archaeologist. Yeah. And he doesn't use his skills for anything. He's just the extra support. Well, he does, like, decode certain things. Like, he's like, oh, this these... Hieroglyphics mean chose, chosen instead of chose, and like, oh, this is what the backstory is. Like, he uses certain things, but it's not like he's undusting things. Yeah, and if they just become have a friendship that starts off through Lex's perspective, that would be better. Yeah, and you know, if we're just to fix this, I want Wayland to actually be the guy that is going around and like getting these people together. Mm-hmm. You need like a Jurassic Park with. Um, Hammond, Hammond, yeah. He, because that's how we get introduced to him, and I could get the understanding point of like Waylon has better things to do, but you know that one guy that's getting everyone together is so also bland. Like I don't know his name, and I I looked up people's names before this. Yeah, I mean his, the way I described his discount Idris Elba. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> basically. I mean I've seen him do other stuff, and he's fine, but he's just very much the suave, suave British dude who's just going to show up and be like, hello, I'm cool and good looking. <laughs> and that's about all that he's got. Another thing I was thinking about, the penguins. You know, if you have that <laughs> scene in there, you're setting up penguins to come back. Like, yeah. This is just stupid, not stupidly cool. What if the what if the penguins take down the queen alien? Yeah, or and then the predators are like, "Wow, penguins are the superior species in this world." Or if we're gonna do something somewhat funny, what if instead, because people don't come to Antarctica as much anymore, what if they're using penguins as their hosts for the xenomorphs? <laughs> like, then that's why the penguins are like not going extinct. But you know, they're they're having trouble with their numbers. Is because every hundred years the predators come through and use penguins. For uh, for their sacrifices. Oh my god! Because yes. I I've always wondered why they use humans when they're like an abundance of other like animals or creatures. Because the the xenomorph baby like doesn't take up that much space yeah. in the body. They could easily just like get large like raccoons or squirrels or something and just grow them in there, and yeah. then they just burst out. That would be very interesting to see an alien penguin hybrid. <laughs> I, I think for Alien versus Predator three, I think we know where we're going now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want the predators to get there sooner too. Also, what you were saying, like it mm-hmm. is just like such a lag time for it. I also want to add a fourth predator because those first two predators just get killed in that one scene. And yeah. it, again, it's a badass scene, but you know, then we're like, oh, we're we're only down to one predator, like. But he's probably not going to die to the climax. It's also not very good for the uh, for the predator race 
that one xenomorph killed two predators yeah. when they're clearly supposed to be hunting them by the hundreds. Because in the, one of the flashback scenes that we see of ancient predators hunting ancient xenomorphs is that they're standing at the top of the tower and there are thousands of xenomorphs coming through and they're just blasting their way through them. If the only thing that can get them through everything is their guns, then what's the point of the predators? Yeah, like, exactly. They, they just got taken down by one xenomorph. Two of, like, or 66% of them are taken down immediately by one angry xenomorph. And the other predator gets outsmarted by a face hugger. Yeah. Like... These are they, these are not the cre- these are not the best of the best. So then, make them smarter, or give them more, give them more predators. Because I, I agree with that. That maybe it should just be instead. It doesn't have to be like the entire predator race, but like a ship full of predators. I mean, I think at most you tap out at five. But again, the reason why they kill these two off so fast is because they don't have enough time. To have more fights, and that's the only reason mm-hmm. why we are here to see it. Like, give Freddy versus Jason the crap that is needed. They fight. Like when they fight, it's like like when they fight, they fight. It's it's cool, and they're and they're there for each other for most of it. Yeah, because I forget how far into Freddy versus Jason they meet, but it, it's a lot earlier on than halfway through, right? Uh, I, they have interactions before. I mean, their first like final fight is, you know, at the end. The one I remember, at least, and they are just beating the shit out of each other in that. But, I mean, I would... I don't remember when Freddy vs. Jason came out, but I'm pretty sure that's sort of what sparked everything of these versus movies. Mm-hmm. Like, of the now versus. Well, because there's the the most recent, like, team-up movie where it's a versus is Batman versus Superman. At least Alien vs. Predator has a few Alien and Predator fights. Mm-hmm. Batman v. Superman has a single seven-minute fight between Batman and Superman, which is arguably pretty cool, but in a two-hour and 40-minute film where the only time they fight is once and they, like, st- have stare-downs, that's not good. At least I'll give Alien vs. Predator credit for at least having a few fights in it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Another thing that I want to change is the whole, like, motivation to be here in the first place. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a, like, a, a rescue mission, I think. Like, so Wayland is so into his legacy and everything, I want, like, his daughter or son to be, like, the original people that, you know, see this temple and go into it. And then something bad really happened, mm-hmm. and so now they need to go in. Because yeah. now we give Waylon, like, if my kids and sons die, like, my legacy, my, like, everything is for nothing. And then that's how Lex and him connect a bit more. And then, like, the opening scene that I was complaining about, opening scene's just that whole crew getting killed. And so maybe, again, you know, when Sebastian's there and he's dying and he's like, shoot me, shoot me. Mm-hmm. Now substitute Lex and Sebastian with Waylon's kid and Waylon. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. And that, that would give it as, as much emotional resonance as you would need in a, uh, in a movie like this. Yeah. I like that. He has to, like, end his legacy, basically. Because yeah. there's already just a predator or an alien inside of his kid. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And this is a... I'm spitballing here because when we were talking about it, I sort of thought about it. I want the pictures that the guy that Miller's taking. Mm-hmm. I want him to have it, and when he dies, like the pictures, like the camera falls down, and after Waylon shoots his kid, he notices the pictures and whatever, and he notices there are pictures of like the predators and the aliens, and he takes that and he's like, "All right, this will be my legacy now. Like I'm gonna figure out and discover what these things are." Because the Waylon Corporation and Alien is like the big bad of yeah. it all. And I think that's... I know this movie isn't technically canon, but, like, you know, it sort of gets why Waylon is so obsessed with this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, this is what I'll be known for. No, that's that's a good idea, because one of the other things I would want them to do is to make this canon. Mm-hmm. Because it'd be cool to have, you know, a predator world that lives inside of an alien world, and they would make sense together. And this could be the the instigating thing that makes Waylon such a such a powerhouse in yeah. the in the space exploration field. Because if you're going to do that whole stuff and you've got your whole Prometheus's and alien covenants, uh, it would it would make sense to do that. Yeah, no, I I, I think this is where the tee off has to be. Like maybe he does end up taking an a, like a baby alien or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe or maybe that instead he of shoots he shoots his son whatever and he keeps the son's body. And then when he's like, they're, 
the baby comes out at the end and mm-hmm. Waylon's like, what is this? And then that's when he starts, you know, really dissecting, not dissecting, but like growing it and mm-hmm. like seeing what it's all about. Possibly. Yeah. There's uh spitball in here. No, I think that's good. I think there's a, uh, if I'm being honest, I don't know if there's a way to surgically make this movie good, but there's definitely a way to make it a lot better yeah. and to make it more fun and enjoyable. Cause this, it start, it has such a, it's got a great idea in these two movie monsters that need to fight in order to just prove which one is better. Cause that's basically all that it is, is the predators have this contest every hundred years to see what, which is the better species. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, I mean, that fits in the theme of legacy too, to see which, who deserves to survive and to have their legacy. So another thing I thought about, what if they are always like alluding to another group coming here and like, Oh, we're always worried about like the other guys coming over. What do you think if there is a second group that's there? And it's sort of like, if you've seen the mummy, the one with Brendan Fraser, the first one, Mm -hmm. they're always, there's another group there and they're trying to like compete to find the first like artifacts that will make them the most money. Mm -hmm. What do you think if there is another corporation there? What if it's the Utani corporation, like another little sly Easter egg where it's like these two Wayland and Utani are going at it. I think that could, that could be fun. I'm sure that's probably what they intended when they said, uh, you know, we're worried about other corporations coming here and di- making this discovery uh, before we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would all, I don't know if that should be one of the main focuses, but I do think it would be a good uh, way to spur Wayland and his crew to to move faster mm-hmm. and to if because they, they're they're making mistakes throughout this and it just seems like they're doing because they're stupid. But if they're trying to do it because they're trying to hurry before uh, Utani shows up. And they're worried that that's going that they're going to do the wrong thing. Then uh, Wayland has a reason to do it because of his family and because he wants to be the first one to discover this. Whereas Lex doesn't want Utani because she's worried that they're evil and doesn't want them to mishandle the the artifacts or whatever. Yeah, because I, I I think that that would be more of a motivation rather than an extra plot element. I'm more just trying to get the body count higher too. <laughs> so if we have these two groups there at the same time, like we can kill the Utani guys and maybe now. They think the Whalen guys are killing each other, and oh yeah, they just go to like war with each other. Yeah, so it's like literally just it's a alien versus predator, Whalen versus Utani movie. <laughs> Maybe I, I'd be worried that that would get a little overstuffed, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a bad idea to consider. Yeah, because we we don't care about these humans at all. Like <laughs> no, Lex we don't. is the only one that I was like, man, she's sort of cool, and Whalen to a certain extent. Yeah, and if they, you know either cut these other characters or cut the unnecessary scenes and gave them more time to develop, it would feel a lot better when a lot of stuff happened. I agree. You know, I think so. Is there anything else you wanted to fix with the, uh, with this bad boy? Not that I can think of. I think that's all for me at the very least. Yeah, no, I think that's all that I got. Just cut those unnecessary scenes, get the predators in there early and make, make, make these characters just better. Yeah, I completely agree. We need to get those penguins in here. Oh, make those penguins, really. Penguin Facehugger 2018, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever the next Alien movie's going to be. Yeah, that is true. See, that that wouldn't be stupidly cool. That would just be cool. Cool. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Any any other final thoughts or details on the movie that you wanted to talk about? Uh, This was directed by Paul... Anderson? Right? Yeah, Paul uh, W.S. Anderson. Not not Paul Thomas Anderson. They're two very different styles of directing. One did There Will Be Blood. The other did the Resident Evil series. I feel like with the, you, that his body of work, like this is definitely the movie you're going to get. Yes, you're... You're not going. You're not really going in there for nuance or for a lot of character work. You're going in there for a somewhat spectacle-driven, like horror movie that will put humans at the center because he's done four of the seven resident evil movies i don't know man he's done a lot of that crap (laughs) and uh the movie pompeii starring Jon snow oh that's right he did that interesting filmography on him yes i guess another thing i would want to talk about is these both these franchises are known for being so like hardcore rated r and this is the first alien or predator movie i believe pg-13 movie Mm mm-hmm what do you think a rated R version looks like? A rated R version looks a lot cooler. Yeah. Uh, the fights will last longer, and they will actually be, like, cool sequences, because 
I think a lot of when they pulled their punches and, you know, it's cool when he, like, grabs the alien tail and smacks them against the wall. But that they do that so that there won't be any blood or there won't be any, like, actual bones that break that you can see. Mm-hmm. If it's, like, if it's R-rated, you hold on a lot of this stuff and you just see them, like, a predator go for, like, a punch with, like, the knife in it and the knife goes in and the fist hits it and you just see all that blood and you see, the, the like, the, the xenomorph skull crack. I think you would a, for an R-rated version gives you a lot more of a, a visceral experience in actually getting getting to see these fights in in uh, in their entirety. I agree. I think that's the biggest whiff that the movie had from the beginning. Like it's hard to dumb down this. You know, like in the first Predator movie, they skin their fucking victims. Yeah. Like, and I, I totally see because when the one scene where the aliens first get there and kill everyone on the land, like they hang all the people up by mm-hmm. their feet. Total, I'm sure that they were supposed to be skinned in that. I, it just doesn't make any sense to make this movie the first one of the of both series to be PG-13. It, it uh, just considering the fan base that you have and the people that are going to it that would want to go see it, it's not people who are just like I like action movies. It's like people who want to see these two characters go there, go at the, each other like at their hardest. Yeah, no, I I agree. There's this wasn't the movie to do it. I get they were trying to appeal to the younger fan audience, but man, those people are gonna sneak in anyway. Yeah. you're gonna there's and there's DVDs and stuff later. They'll see it at some point. Yeah, like. like I bet this is a big sleepover movie. Like, I bet a lot oh, of people yeah. would watch this, like, whether it's PG-13 or R, just for a bunch of dudes just sitting around, like, when they're 13, being like, we should watch Alien vs. Predator. That's exactly what I did with yeah. my uncle. That's literally the thing I did. That Like, I didn't see it in the theater, and I was a huge Alien Predator fan. Uh, you know, I'm sure a bunch of the 13-year-olds that were my age also, like, sat down with their bagel bites and root beer. Yeah. And just like, this is the pinnacle of life right here. It exactly. does not get any better. It does not get any better, but it would have been better if it was rated R and you could do more things with it. Yeah. Oh, like, my uncle would have fast-forwarded a few things <laughs> and been like, all right, Taylor, don't look at your eye. Don't look at this. It's a bloody bowl. And it's a, that's exactly what happened with me. Like, it... <laughs> Uh, it was uh, not. Yeah. I believe they whiffed from the beginning on that. It's a movie that probably got too studio studioed, and then they weren't able to do probably the cool things that everybody wanted. Yeah. So it was just a very a muddled mess of things that nobody wanted. Nope. I I agree on that full full heartedly. Cool. That's all for me. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Um, this I I. I liked it, but I still think there was a good amount that we talked about and fixed. I think I'm good on this All right. end, too. You good to move on with with our lives, with yes, our days? I'm good to move on and do other things. Good. But I hope you audience at home isn't ready to move on, because if you like and subscribe, you can listen to more of these types of discussions. Yes, please uh, follow us on their Facebook page and Instagram page at Dr. Script. Uh, and subscribe to the iTunes podcast uh, if you want the latest and greatest news from all of us. Uh, we have a Twitter, too, at, at uh, Script Podcast. It's just Dr. Script. If you want to tweet out or if you have any movies you want us to tackle next, we're more than willing to hear you out. Uh, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, as always, you know, thanks. Do we have a pun to end this on? No. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. You have a good one. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.